I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. One of the most common things I see on Reddit or Twitter or pretty much anywhere people talk about Jiu-Jitsu is etiquette and things you should and shouldn't do when you're at your school. And some of them are really stupid. Some things are just dumb. And some things are there for a reason. And I, I think that they are appropriate. Today, I'm going to look at some of the most common things I see talked about. And I'm going to tell you whether they're dumb or not. And whether you're a brand new white belt or a person who's been training for 10 years, this episode is going to help you avoid embarrassing yourself when you go to a school that maybe has rules you've never heard of. And one way you're going to embarrass yourself potentially at a school is if you show up and you look like you don't belong there. Fortunately, Epic Roll has you covered. Geese, rash guards, fight shorts, hoodies, t-shirts, joggers, hats, artwork, anything you could ever possibly need for jiu-jitsu, Epic Roll has you covered. And you can get 15% off when you use the coupon code PODCAST15 at epicrollbjj.com. Epic Roll is gear made by grapplers for grapplers, so you know you're getting the highest quality material you can get. You can give them a follow on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ and use the coupon code PODCAST15 at EpicRollBJJ.com to take 15% off your order. The link is in the description below. And now, let's break some rules. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. When I wear a suit, I always wear a three-piece suit. I always wear a vest and... I like to call that vest a waistcoat because that's more fun to say than vest, but I digress. When you wear a waistcoat, you don't do the bottom button. It's like a tradition thing. You do all the top buttons, but not the bottom one. And I was explaining that to someone one time, you don't do the bottom button. And they said, well, why don't you just do it? What's the difference? And I said, if you don't do it, a person who knows that you're not supposed to do it might notice and they'll be impressed. Everyone else isn't gonna notice that you didn't do the bottom button. And that's sort of how I feel about some of these rules in jiu-jitsu and some of these traditional etiquette things. If you follow some of this etiquette, the people who notice will be impressed and happy that you follow that etiquette. And the others, they just probably won't notice that you were following the rules. One of these things is you're not supposed to tie your belt unless you're facing the wall. Or I've seen some people say you're supposed to tie your belt facing away from the instructor. Again, that doesn't matter to me. Like if I tie my belt and I'm looking at the wall or not looking at the instructor, it doesn't matter. Like if you're in my class and I'm teaching, you can be talking to me and tie your belt, I don't care. But if you're in a new school and you're not sure what the rule is, just don't face the instructor when you're tie your belt. Like it's not a big deal. If that is their rule and if that is their etiquette, then they'll be happy you followed it and they'll like you more, I guess. I guess with all of these things, the best thing you can do when you go to a new school, whether you're a new student or you're just dropping into a place, is just observe the other people and see what they're doing. And if you notice everyone turning to the wall to tie their belt, just do it. It's it's not the end of the world, but follow their lead. Follow the example of the people who train there all the time. One of the biggest things people talk about all the time is whether or not a lower belt should ask a higher belt to roll. And my perspective on this is, I don't care. If a white belt asks me to roll, I don't take offense to that. I will most likely roll with them. I mean, there's gonna be cases where if I'm training for something super important coming up and I have you know specific rounds I need to get, I, I might say no, I'm not gonna be a dick and like blow them off. I would just explain to them, oh, I'm you know rolling with these people. Sorry, I'll get you next time. 
A lot of people as higher belts get really, really offended when lower belts ask them to roll. And I, I don't really understand why. I get it if like a white belt or a blue belt is like challenging you, like that's not really respectful and probably something you shouldn't do if you're a lower belt. But if you're a white belt or a blue belt and you're asking a higher belt to roll, it's because you want to get better by rolling with them. And maybe there's no one else to roll with but them. So again, follow what you see at your school and follow what the rules are wherever you're training. But I think as a higher belt, you should encourage lower belts to roll with you. And they should also not be offended if you say no. And also as a higher belt, if I don't ever get to roll with lower belts because no one ever asks me to roll with them, I miss out on that too. There's a benefit to trying new things, working new techniques on lower belts when you have a higher percentage chance of hitting it and refining that technique. So I, I guess I can't speak for the entire jujitsu community like I can on most everything else and like I do on this show. But if you're ever rolling with me and you're training with me and you're a lower belt and you ask me to roll, I will probably say yes. Something you can definitely notice when you get to a place is when people are getting on or off the mats, are they bowing before they get on or off the mat? I've never trained at a school where it was expected that you would bow on or off, but there were people who did it of their own volition. Uh, I get the concept of like respecting the mat and being grateful for the mat and showing respect to the mat, but the mat doesn't know that you bowed to it or off it, so... Again, I get why people do it. It's not super weird. And if you're at a school where people do it, just just follow along and do it. But maybe if you're dropping in at a school or you're a white belt who's never trained before and you show up, pay attention to see if people are bowing on and off before you break their rule. And again, if that's their rule, just do it. Now, the mat won't know that you bowed to it or bowed off of it, but your coach will know if you called them the wrong thing. I will always call a black belt instructor professor. I think that it is a title that they have earned. I will always address them that way, even if it's someone that I am friends with outside of the mat. Inside the academy, I will always refer to them as professor. I will not refer to them as professor socially in most cases, but if I'm training Professor Brian, Professor Dave, or however they they want to be addressed, if they if they prefer to be addressed by their last name, Professor, last name, that's fine. If your instructor for the day is not a black belt, you can call them coach, coach whatever, or whatever they wish to be called. I personally think it's weird if a jujitsu instructor wants to be called sensei because that word is more like traditional martial arts. Um, I would probably call them that if I dropped in and I was there for a day. I probably wouldn't train at a school full-time that they wanted to be called sensei because I think that would show, throw up flags for other reasons, but call people professor when they are black belts because they have earned that title and that is what the traditional title is. We will get back to some of these etiquette things in just a second. I want to take a quick break to tell you about all the things that are coming up shortly. The other day on Instagram, I put up a post that was like, tag your favorite grappler or someone you would want to see on the show. And I got a lot of responses. I sent a lot of messages out and I have a lot of interviews scheduled. If you do not want to wait for these interviews to come out, if you want to hear them as soon as I'm done editing, maybe even two to three weeks ahead of everybody else, please visit the link below for our Patreon account where you can listen to ad-free episodes 
early episodes. You can get monthly Q&A episodes, monthly bonus episodes, exclusive contests, exclusive giveaways, tons of bonus content there. And it starts as little as $3 a month. It's a great way to support the show. And it really helps me put out as much content as humanly possible. The link is below, patreon.com slash thatjujitsupodcast. We really appreciate the support. Now back to the rules. When you are sparring, when you're rolling, if two groups are about to bump into each other, tradition says that the group with the higher belt rank should be the one to stay, and I believe that. If you are two blue belts and you're rolling into two purple belts, those purple belts have the right of way and it is your job as the lower belt to move. Some schools don't follow this rule. Some schools will say if a submission is being locked up in one group, it doesn't matter what the belt color is, the the group more involved in the role should get to stay and the group closer to the submission should get to stay. I personally just think it's easier to have the immediate indicator of who should roll if you go by the belts. If both groups think that they're both entitled to stay, then that's how you end up with people getting hurt and running into each other. It's really easy to see who you're about to roll into and know they have the right of way over you. It will be annoying sometimes that you might be super deep on a submission and you're about to roll into two black belts, but just move. They've earned the right to not get run into because they've been there a lot longer than you have. In terms of respecting the belt ranks, there's a few things that you should do or do not do. One you should not do is instruct upper belts unless they specifically ask your advice about something. Like if you're a blue belt who really only trains no gi and you're great at leg locks and you're rolling with a brown belt who's just really getting into the leg lock game, that brown belt might ask you a tip or a pointer about something. That's fine. Do not do the reverse where you go up to them unsolicited and tell them what they should do differently or how you think they could do something better. You also, if you're a white belt, don't teach anyone. Do not teach other white belts. You may think you know what you're doing. You don't. You don't know well enough as a white belt to teach other white belts. Just don't do it. Also, no matter what belt you are, don't contradict what the instructor is teaching that day or what the coach is telling the class. Even if you think you have a better technique, even if you think you know a better way to do something, do not interject to tell them that. Maybe ask them privately after the class or during drilling or during sparring what they think about your idea, but respect the instructor in that way. Also as a good way to respect the instructor is to sort of limit your, but what if they did this type questions. Yeah, asking in a technique, what if they do this, should I do that? That's one thing. But if you're asking over and over and over and over, what if they do this? What if they do this? What if they do this? The class isn't going to go anywhere because jujitsu is a tree with a million branches and you can always do something and there's always something to do off that something that someone else did. We don't need to go over every single possibility or variation or variable that could happen doing one technique. Let the instructor instruct. Another thing with belts is you really have to understand and and respect what the pecking order is. Higher belts in jiu-jitsu doesn't just mean that someone is better at jiu-jitsu than you. It means that they've put the time in. So a blue belt to a black belt, it's not just black belt skill versus blue belt skill. It's potentially a decade of time difference between the two. 
So there is gonna be a natural pecking order within the culture of wherever you're training, so you need to respect what that means. On the other hand, some schools and some etiquette takes this too far where lower belts are pretty much tortured by upper belts because they feel that they're entitled to. Remember, like jujitsu is still a service you pay for. So if you're going, especially as a hobbyist, to train and people are like bullying you because they're upper belts, find somewhere else to go. You don't need to stay there. Here's one that I, I think is good too, is asking to leave the mat. I have, every time I've left the mat, I've said to whoever is teaching the class, hey, is it cool if I jump off real quick? Not one time ever has the person said no. And yeah, maybe it's just a formality to say, hey, do you mind if I jump off? And they say yes. But you're at least showing them that little bit of respect that they are running the class, they are in charge, and you're just honoring the fact that they are teaching. If you just get up and walk off while someone is teaching, or even if like people are drilling, you just get up and walk off, it's sort of sending the message that you're not really respecting the authority of the person teaching. So just give them a, hey, is it cool? They're not going to say no, and they'll probably appreciate it. I have always appreciated it when I've been instructing. Another thing that people will appreciate when you're rolling with them is if you tap somebody, do not celebrate. I do not care if you're rolling against a world champion and you caught them and you tapped them and you are feeling like a million bucks. You do not celebrate. You do not react. You get up, fix your belt, get back into the roll and act like nothing happened just the way you would if you got tapped by a white belt and you didn't want anyone celebrating because they tapped you. There's no reason to celebrate. You're in the training room, everyone's there to get better. You don't have to celebrate. No one cares that you tapped that person. And bragging to your instructor, oh, by the way, did you see me tap that person? They're not gonna pull out a brand new belt for you because you tapped somebody. No one cares. If they saw it and they wanna talk to you about it, they will. Don't celebrate. I will have to touch on the etiquette of hygiene, be clean, trim your nails, don't smell bad. Just don't for everyone's benefit. One thing you will find when you train and when you travel to other schools is that every gym will have some house rules. It might be that we don't allow leg locks at this school. It might be we don't start any rolls on our feet. It might be we start every roll on our feet. Whatever the rules are, just follow them. As long as it's not absurd, like, oh, black belts get to whip every white belt before the round starts, like, just go along with it. If you really don't like it and you really struggle with the etiquette of some things, you can just find a different place to train. You don't have to train there. But if you're at a place and they have rules, try to follow them and try to know what they are before you have an opportunity to break them. Know whether or not you're supposed to bow before you get on the mat, before you get on the mat and break the rule because you didn't bow. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it helps you avoid some embarrassment. If you did enjoy this episode, please rate, review, subscribe on whatever app you listen to this show. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll at epicrollbjj.com and use the coupon code podcast15 to get 15% off your order. You can give them a follow on Instagram as well at epicrollbjj. There is a lot coming. Like I said, I will be very busy. I will see you all in the next episode.